This is the Energizing India podcast. Before we start the program today, I'd like to ask you a question. How often in your life do you get to meet someone who wants to design and launch a new car? An actual car. For many kids, particularly boys, the first ever drawing that they make is often a car. But very few grow up with that dream to challenge an established industry that is over 100 years old and is dominated by names like Toyota, Ford, Maruti Suzuki and Volkswagen. Today, we speak to someone who is actually doing that. Designing and launching an electric car specifically for urban mobility in India. Don't be confused by the surname. This could well be a David versus Goliath story. Nilesh Bajaj, co-founder and CEO of Wave Mobility, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you, Roman. Thanks for having me here. What the heck are you doing launching a car? So I'm Nilesh. I'm co-founder and CEO of Wave Mobility. We have created this company almost three years ago. Uh, moved to Pune to work in the space of electric mobility. Uh, we are four co-founders and our main aim is to help accelerate adoption of electric vehicles in India by changing the way we look at urban personal mobility. So our first few products uh, will all be focused towards personal mobility in the cities because we think that's the right space for electrification to happen in the next five to 10 years. Uh, and our first product in this space is a two-seater personal electric car. That's your perfect city commuter. So uh, EVA uh, is, a, is a vehicle that we unveiled at the Delhi Auto Expo in January 2023. Uh, it's a two-seater, narrow-bodied, born-electric platform that gives you all the benefits, all the safety and comfort of a modern hatchback, uh, but in a much better form factor and size suited for the current Indian cities. It's an excellent point you make, uh, Nilesh, that uh, you're looking at personal mobility in cities. Um, the fact is, today when you buy an IC vehicle, you buy one size fits all. You know, it's a, you have to buy it for your daily commute, for your weekends to the hills, or for your once a year trip, which may be to Leh Ladakh or whatever it is, right? But in fact, your daily commute might be less than 60 kilometers. We learned that 35% of India commutes less than 50 kilometers a day, and a full 60% of India commutes less than 75 kilometers a day. Yet you buy a vehicle with a 1,000 kilometer range or 800 kilometer range, because that's just the way the IC industry was. And in the future, you're going to be actually buying vehicles based on your 90 or 95% use case. And then an ecosystem will evolve for your you know, unique uses, whether it's a weekend trip away or a long trip away somewhere else to hire a vehicle and drive. Is that your view when you say you're going to launch a particular segment towards personal mobility in cities? Yeah, no, I think you're right on the day in terms of data. Uh, this is the this is the ex, uh, insight that we were following when we started thinking about EVA. Just adding a little more data, data points to it. Average occupancy of a personal vehicle in India is less than 1.5. Uh, the average trip distance per day uh, is actually less than 35 kilometers. So yeah, you don't really need a five-seater, 500-kilometer SUV for your daily commute. Uh, something slightly different data, but in more from a macroeconomic point of view, is the uh, household income of an Indian household in the Indian cities has tripled in the last decade from 2010 to 2020, which has resulted in many of the households having more than one personal car. Mm. So when there was only a single car, it made sense for you to choose something that will do all the duties. But as soon as you have a second or a third car, 
then those vehicles are main uh, are basically focusing towards a very specific application either you going to office or your your wife using it for some nearby uh, commute or your parents using it because they don't want to drive a large car and they are too old to use a two wheeler so there are many such use cases for which you don't really need a very big car Uh, and also on an average the size of a car has increased in the past few decades so if you see a maruti 800 from the 70s and 80s and if you see a small entry level hatchback and if you just put them side by side you'll realize how small cars used to be and they are just growing in size and a lot of studies in the us recently say that their car have actually outsized their infrastructure in terms of parking and roads so uh, we should not really go in that direction uh, the world is going through an suv craze or more than 50% of the sales uh, i think in the next few years will be suvs uh, but we feel that there are there are some things which are better if they are smaller uh, and that's where our thought of small urban mobility comes from so nilay like, someone to challenge you on that uh, by the way i agree with everything that you say but for for the sake of our viewers i want to challenge you on that yeah um for the longest period it happened in america in the 50s it happened in europe in the 70s and you know it is the case in india in the last 20 years the car is the extension of the human you know it's a statement of your existence and therefore you buy a mercedes benz or an i20 you know it's it's a validation of your success and it is your chariot so to speak and therefore it must be luxurious uh, and you wear the brand on your sleeve with pride right and yet yourselves as well as MG for example with the launch of their latest vehicle which is going to be in the same segment mind you which is for commutes that are less than uh, uh, you know 80 or 100 kilometers a day um are going to try to turn that on its head but india is very um, sticky that way you know to change uh, you know tata nano for example suffered yeah. that uh, you, you know that stigma of wanting of wanting to to create a category and change habits but found it almost impossible to do so so how are you guys going to do it at uh, at wave yeah So I think that's a very very valid point that there is a lot of social currency associated with one's vehicle especially in a country like India uh, and and it's very hard to replace that uh, but at the same times uh, you have to realize that when you're talking about a small car that doesn't necessarily means omission of certain luxuries and perks or uh, or comforts that come with a larger car So in terms of like the personal space uh, if you sit inside Eva and like so did many people tried in the Delhi Auto Expo and they realized that although it's a small vehicle it's it's very very spacious and comfortable from the inside so today we are ready to pay 40 40 or 50 lakh rupees for a mini cooper which is practically a two seater car so it's a lot it has lot to do with how you place the vehicle uh, rather than just the size of the vehicle uh when we are saying a small car we are not saying a cheap car so there is a difference between cost and value and our our aim is here to maximize the value that a person gets when they buy our vehicle so when they start using it they realize that their the quality of life has improved so if somebody uh, who is going in a bangalore traffic uh, spending 2 hours in in our vehicle uh, will feel much better or less stressed Uh, than somebody driving a much larger vehicle mm-hmm. so you have to add value to somebody's life mm-hmm. but not by reducing any of the comforts mm-hmm. so that is how we are trying to place it uh, the example that you mentioned about tata nano i think there was that that positioning was not uh, very aspirational mm-hmm. uh, so that's definitely it wasn't the plus one car it yeah, was it was still the one size fits all one size fits all mm-hmm. and they were and their target market was somebody who was on a two wheeler and they were trying to bring that family entire car a very very noble cause mr ratan tata uh, but somehow it did not fit with the 
aspirational psyche of a uh, indian middle class people uh, but what we are our primary target is a household which already has a car and eva would be their plus one or second or a third car and at this moment maybe their first electric car mm-hmm. so the the positioning and the placement makes the big difference uh, what we are trying to do here so nilesh um, to be specific eva is going to be an electric car that is born electric it will be a two seater city car and it's something that you guys at wave mobility have designed completely from zero and a building as an indian city electric car for small commutes is there anyone else that's looking at this space for example what's coming to my mind is bajaj q except that it's not electric it's it seems to be in the same category maybe it's not uh, you know mg would say that they are not in that category with the with the new launch that they are going to have which is a, but it's a similar it's a similar target market which yeah. is you know sub 700 kilometers less than less than three people you know two people in a car so yeah i mean i think we have to we might have to go into the nuances of the category because there are there are so many categories and uh, we are all differentiated by very very small things but that really impact the final outcome that that is there so like cute is a quadricycle uh, what we showed in the delhi auto is in alfi category but with four wheels and uh, mg comet or mg year globally uh, that is a m1 class car so that is uh, that can go on expressways and all so they are all very slightly different categories and that all impact the way a car has to be built and tested and certified so our aim is to remain in the categories between alpha and l7 because we think they are perfect categories for within city commutes we don't see anybody uh, going to expressways in eva uh, we think there are better vehicles to do that but keeping keeping this constraint that yes this is a city car we believe we'll be able to create a much better and efficient product Uh, there are few more players there are few more startups which are working in this space but again very very few i think we can count them on our fingers uh, which are trying their own adoption of doing this category but i think we have much more examples in the markets outside india so if you go to europe you have citroen with amy uh, you have microlino uh, if you go to china the original inspiration or the or the success predecessor of uh, uh, mg comet the wuling mini ev I mean all these examples tell you that this is something that's not very new it has been in workings for at least last decade uh, and I would say take specifically example of China uh, which we believe as India we will follow the route of electrification will be like China uh, the way they have grown their infrastructure and EV adoption uh, I think small cars penetration there is very very high as compared to the west and we believe we'll, we'll take this route So Nilesh then let's talk about your journey uh, you are obviously brilliant entrepreneurs all four co-founders you yourself are from IIT Bombay um as as with most IIT people you decided to take the plunge and and be a founder entrepreneur um how has the journey been so far because when you want to be an electric vehicle entrepreneur you're really rediscovering everything you have to do the car design you have to design your drivetrain you have to you have to think about uh, battery packs maybe even make your own batteries or import or make your own battery packs Uh, you have to think about charging. There's so many things that are roadblocks along your journey to success, and then in all of that, you got funding also. Um, how's your journey been so far? So uh, I think the journey has been uh, interesting and challenging at the same time. Uh, so let me give you a little bit of background before uh, we started working on Eva. So me and one of the other co-founders, Saurabh Mehta, uh, we met in IIT Bombay during our educational days. and uh, we actually started a company in mumbai in 2014 by the name of wave technologies uh, and we spent uh, almost good part of last decade 
designing and manufacturing large scale electronic products for b2b applications in india uh, so we have experience of uh, design manufacturing uh, taking the product to the field uh, on a, on a very pretty large scale uh, in the last decade and that really gives us the confidence that we will be able to manufacture a, a complex product such as a car in itself uh, so our journey started as an extension of our previous work that we wanted to design components for electric vehicles Uh, but as we start going deep into each component like bms or powertrain or controllers uh, we realize that oh, we we would really be more happy making a whole vehicle ourselves mm-hmm. because then we will be able to make much more optimized solutions for that mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we have the expertise and knowledge to make the battery pack and house the controller and house the ecus uh, the telematics uh, but definitely the things that we are learning right now are from the automotive domain the mechanics Uh, and for that we have some very senior people from automotive domain uh, ex tata ex mahindra people uh, who are helping us create this product from ground up so uh, we have certain experience already uh, in terms of running a business uh, in the last decade so that really helps because we are not starting from scratch from that side of the story but yes there are certain challenges which we have not yet so far done like raising funds uh, so our last business was completely self funded Uh, as are many services companies uh, so yes there are certain new challenges and certain old things that we are already used to do but i think every day uh, we are learning something new uh, and that is that is the interesting part of being an entrepreneur so i want to ask you two questions as a follow up to that first what, what what has been your biggest challenge in your journey so far so far i think with eva the biggest challenge has been to analyze the data mm. I mean the feedback. I mean we have been showing, we have been making sketches since 2018 mm-hmm. of this concept, and we unveiled when we unveiled the product in 2023, there was still so much to learn. I mean we had we must have shown this to thousands of people before Auto Expo mm-hmm. in a closed group surveys, but when we showed it to the public and and then the responses started coming in, uh, the biggest challenge is to analyze the data without a bias. because when you when you when I I have been looking at the design for last few years and I've developed my biases towards the product towards its features and towards my story uh, but uh, the, the very important point is when you are doing any kind of survey or showing it to somebody uh, to take whenever we are at a decision point that what should we do left or right we need to be able to analyze the data without any biases or very objectively i think that is very important when you are doing any kind of product new product development mm-hmm. So uh, thankfully our team is a little uh, experienced in this manner and we are able to uh, see our own mistakes and not uh, uh, we are not uh, upset about you know throwing old designs and mm-hmm. coming back to the drawing board mm-hmm. uh, so that is something we are really open to mm-hmm. uh, I think this uh, that has been one of the biggest challenges The second question Nilesh uh, is a is a follow up to the same one uh, we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and wannabe founders who listen to our show and so keeping them in mind what has been the key learnings in your journey so far so the key learnings i think uh, or i think some things that we we work by is consistency triumphs most of the other uh, you know novelty things like you you may come up with a great idea you want to do it uh, but beyond a the point there's a lot of good old hard work that has to go and there is no replacement of that so stay the course yeah stay the course and there will be highs and there will be lows and there will be like really sideways time where no action is happening but 
just get up show up keep doing it until you really you 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 reach a short milestone and a long milestone uh, i think that is the most important learning and something to live by if you want to do anything in entrepreneurship is i think that's <laughs> short at summary of it very good so i'm going to talk now about the bug bear that we have and that is this uh, overarching reach of china yeah. on everything electric uh, or electric mobility in india because the ecosystem just doesn't exist um tell us how much of your vehicle is actually atmanirbhar made in india and how much is imported and whether you have as an entrepreneur very deliberately gone away from china and tried to get more quality products say from europe uh, albeit maybe at a higher price point uh, so uh, automotive is a very competitive space mm-hmm. first of all if i can make something at x price point nobody will pay me more than x plus delta mm-hmm. So you have to be very clear on that. So I can't play with the price and just say, "Oh, because this is from Europe and this is from US, you buy it from me at a higher price." That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. People expect a good product at the right price. Mm-hmm. There is no double second answers guesses to that. Uh, thankfully, what we have been doing in our past business is manufacturing electronics for more than ten years. Uh, so we know the 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 uh, we know the nuances of the game. Uh, India does not have any IC level fabrication. that's the hard fact mm. uh, even till now there is no large scale cell manufacturing mm. apart from these two things everything else is in from india we have been doing this long enough from electronic circuit pcb level circuit design to software design uh, complete cad design prototyping uh, we also i mean somehow it happened and we made sure that uh, the complete design team for eva in terms of design there was everything was done in india the design houses that were used uh, the complete team they were, they were from india so not just in terms of product but also in terms of the team and the skill set that went in uh, it's 100% atmanirbhar apart from the the fab ic fabrication that is just not there it's not here in india neither of the cells there's no lithium there is no cell manufacturing yet in india yet in, yeah um so you're going to make your own cell packs you're going to import cells and create uh, your own pack right. um so, and 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 we'll talk about that in an, in an instant but first where is your drive train from so right now we are evaluating several drive trains uh the thing is it is because it is a newer form factor slightly narrower body uh, narrower track uh there are no ready solutions available in terms of the transmission and differential uh so we are evaluating few options so there are some companies uh there's one company uh, talk motors making a drive train uh for uh, several applications good uh, made in india drive train good made in india drive train they are already using in their mm-hmm. two wheelers with a different gearbox uh and then there is a company called mahale very big name uh, they are Uh, making a drive train that again the samples were imported but they are i think already supplying to large indian two wheeler companies and three wheeler companies similar drive train that they are manufacturing in india so german drive train made german in india german drive train but made in okay. india excellent and then on the on the cells that you, that you have to import make your own cell pack i'm interested in nilesh every ev company whether you're two wheelers three wheelers four wheelers eventually has to make its own cell pack yeah uh, you know it, it, you have to go backwards to understand what kind of form factor you want in your cells what kind of chemistry you want and then create your own cell pack is this because the ecosystem doesn't exist anywhere globally that car companies and you know OEMs are having to go backwards into battery do you see this as being the long term trend just because of the way the ev architecture is designed and so you have to be involved in the battery or is this just because there's a hole in the in the industry at the moment that you need to fill so now uh, as of today there are 
there there are some gaps in the ecosystem i mean i'll be sure to mention that so especially the high voltage mm. ecosystem is not present in india in terms of components mm. so going for uh, getting a power train on the high voltage when i say high voltage i'm talking about 200 volts plus mm. uh, and that is important because we want to support dc fast charging uh, so bms really good quality bms in high voltage or really good quality available modules ready modules in high voltage are not available uh, so that we have to create from scratch second is because a cell pack is so heavy uh, it has to be integrated very very neatly in the architecture or in the platform of a car mm. so uh, somehow even if we are able to use a lot of electronics and a lot of higher level things the actual pack design uh, is very very specific to a vehicle mm. and especially for a passenger vehicle mm. where your form is is more important than you know functionality so that in that case i think there will always be a development cycle involved for the pack of a passenger vehicle uh, for larger commercial vehicles i'm sure rectangular boxes will do uh, but but for but for a good skateboard design which is integrated in the uh, in the chassis of the bo- in chassis of the car uh, i think some development will always be a part of it Uh, at the same time we are working on a modular liquid cooled cell uh, pack architecture uh, which is really good not just in terms of modularity but also in terms of serviceability so i think we'll be uh, very few people who will allow serviceability inside the module uh, to cell level uh, because we think being sustainable is not just about going electric uh, and changing the whole pack when the a single cell goes was that so we are our very big focus is on serviceability of the pack uh, and we did not find honestly anything on the market which would allow us to do that so you've chosen to go with ccs2 which is the global standard the european standard adopted globally and also adopted in india by most most car companies so that allows you then to have dc fast charging why is that important given majority of the trip time will be less than or travel distances will be less than uh, 90 kilometers and you can charge at home or your office exactly i mean so our our vehicle will have a test range somewhere between 250 to 300 kilometers mm-hmm. so people will maybe charge it once or twice a week even if they are traveling pretty long yeah. uh, but at the same time for that one day of the year or few days of the year when you really want to take it around and when you really have some unexpected trips that you have to make during the day uh, having that convenience of fast charging Uh, really adds the value makes so it makes a difference and at the end f- the buying decision of the customer sometimes dis- depends on small things like this okay um so how far out are you from your launch date commercial launch for your cars so um i think we are about 18 months away from uh from rolling out vehicles on the street so that involves everything our completing our engineering development uh doing detailed validation testing homologation and then doing the actual launch and rolling out start rolling out a few hundred vehicles a month uh we plan to launch in two cities pune and bangalore um and observe for a period of 6 to 8 months and then roll out in other geographies are you going to need to find funding before you set up your factory yes so automotive is a very expensive journey and we will require maybe two round the funding before we reach the market uh we already have secured some small funding uh but again we, i think it's an ongoing process uh, given the total size of the project 
um and and you also have to realize that while we are talking majorly about eva it's not just the only product we are working on so we are working on a whole range of product based on similar platforms and similar technologies but eva will be the first one you launch 18 months from now or have you got something sooner than that <laughs> yeah so i i think there might be something sooner than that mm-hmm. uh, but that's in a commercial space so okay. for for a different audience so that's yeah. last mile delivery as well sub one ton that's also a passenger but that's passenger commercial ah, it's right like so. a, okay like a rickshaw or, or or a taxi space yeah so i think this that we will be uh, telling more about that in about 3 months time okay excellent the eva itself have you got an idea for the price point that you're looking at now uh it's very hard to put a price point right now the way the prices of commodities are changing every day uh, especially the sell prices they are very very fluctuating uh what our target would be is at the time of launch eva would cost 60% of a hatchback electric vehicle price so that's our target i think uh, because in terms of bill of material that's how we are able to achieve it uh So wherever they are, we'll be at sixty percent of that price point. So you know, today a hatchback could be a Tiago at ten lakhs, or a Nexon at fifteen lakhs, or an MG yeah. ZSEV at twenty-five. No, no, 25, I mean, so I'm not talking about entry. I mean, entry level. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sixty percent of the sixty percent of that, I think, would be reasonable. Excellent. I'm sure that you're going to get a lot of interest at uh, at that uh, at that price point, uh, particularly because your use case is so well defined. Are you? Is your marketing going to be the traditional automotive distributor, or are you going to do something more? you know um, dissonant like ola electric tried with direct to customers uh, for a while i think we'll have to reach out to the customers because this is something very new people have not seen or heard any anything like this in in, in their lifetime so i think we'll have to reach out uh, we'll have to give them a chance to experience our vehicle so we'll find ways for people to experience our vehicle for few days few weeks few months uh, so we'll probably start uh, the with a lot of vehicles which you can lease for short term mm-hmm. uh, so that you can experience the vehicle see the difference it gives you in life and when i say experience i'm not talking about a test drive but a longer duration than that uh, once people realize the the benefit a small vehicle has mm-hmm. i think that's when they will make the buying decision so we don't want to push people into buying the hype mm-hmm. but rather experience and feel the actual thing so it will be a very different strategy because we are talking about a new category uh, so i think we'll we'll work our way as we Go along. <laughs> It's going to be quite exciting to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things we didn't talk about, Nilesh, is that Eva is unique not only because it's a personal mobility vehicle that's going to be at a very unique price point in the cities, but also you have Kryptonite. <laughs> you have you have something secret up there, and that is you're going to be solar enabled. Can we talk about that? So this is something that uh, halfway through our development journey, we realized that Eva makes an excellent use case for integrating a solar panel. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we talk about integrating a solar panel it's not just about putting a ready solar panel on the roof and connecting the electronics but uh, you have to be uniquely uh, positioned in terms of wattage uh, versus your weight of the vehicle and Eva happens to be at the very uh, nice point that it it has started to make sense economically uh, and uh, logically to integrate a solar roof so with Eva Uh, you will get an additional range of about 10 to 12 kilometers every day it's parked out in the sun so that's mm-hmm. might not sound more right uh, too much right now but it's almost 3000 kilometers a year mm-hmm. for a average indian user who travels less than 10000 kilometers a year that's 30% of your total range you are doing directly from solar uh, not through grid but directly within your car 
So how are you integrating solar on the roof? Is it panels? Is it uh, something more innovative that's uh, on the roof? Mm. So there are two parts of it. We are we are integrating solar as flexible panel in the roof. So these are very high durability panels uh, that are used in RVs and off-road vehicles in uh, outside the India. So there is nobody making flexible solar panels. And hopefully uh, we're talking to people who make these solar panels and uh, if there are sufficient volumes, they will start making these in India. Um, and second thing is we are doing this only on the roof. Uh, so maintaining the aesthetic appeal of the vehicle is also very important. Uh, and uh, this this extra range uh, today might seem uh, small or, uh, or just a starting, uh, but we believe that with the current developments in solar technology, uh, this is going to only increase every year. And our target is, I think by the end of the decade, I, uh, five to 10 years, this number can reach maybe 30 kilometers a day. For most people, it will be practically driving a car that charges in it, on itself. So that would be like the holy grail of electric vehicles. So we are happy to be the ones starting this trend. Uh, and I think hopefully people, uh, but again, you can't just put it on any vehicle. You will not get the reasonable benefit. Yeah. So um, Nilesh, as a startup entrepreneur trying to launch a car, um, the barriers to entry are high, right? You need all sorts of permissions, you need ARAI approval, certification. Um, have you found um, roadblocks that almost sometimes seem insurmountable? Or is everything par for the course and you're quite confident in all of the accreditations and tests being passed before launch? That's true. The, the entry barrier to sell the vehicle is pretty high given. But again, honestly, that's doable. The bigger barrier is ex getting acceptance from the customer mm. uh, in our automotive space. Uh, sometimes we take automotive products and their quality and reliability for granted. Uh, and I mean, today, if I, if I talk about a brand, Toyota, and you instinctively think about reliability. Mm. So getting that kind of conviction in the customer's mindset, I think is a much bigger challenge than any ARI test that I have to pass. Mm. Uh, ARI passing is, a, is an engineering process which has been well proven in the last 100 years. So today there are many companies which can make a product that will pass these tests. But making a product that can last 15 years on road uh, with reasonable uh, uptime uh, in terms of service, reasonable quality, fit and finish, uh, I think that is a bigger challenge to overcome uh, when we are talking about automotive personal mobility space. I think that that is the challenge to match the ever increasing standards that the legacy players have already set uh, and exceeding them. Very well said, Nilesh. So to wrap up this discussion, I'm going to ask you a question we ask as our last question to everybody who comes on our show. And I apologize for the frivolous nature of this question, but it always brings out a very wonderful pointed answer. And the question is this, Nilesh, if you had the opportunity to be the Prime Minister of India for one day, just one day, and could make any decision you wanted to facilitate faster adoption of electric mobility or clean mobility in India, what would that one decision be? I would kind of change the way subsidies operate in EVs. Mm -hmm. I somehow don't find them very friendly to the direct sales of all categories. Mm -hmm. There are certain biases and certain things because of which you see certain categories moving ahead of certain and certain categories lacking. For example, so I would like to restructure uh, the whole. I mean, just if you if you look at fame, I mean, this, just to give you an example, fame has rules that if you are an L five category, which Eva is right now, 
यू विल नॉट गेट अ सब्सिडी इफ द एक्स शोरूम प्राइस इज अपर्ड ऑफ फाइव लैख रुपीज आई एम नॉट रियली श्योर वॉट मेड दम डिसाइड दिस पर्टिकुलर क्राइटीरिया हाउ डज दिस नंबर कम फ्रॉम देर इज नो सब्सिडी फॉर एल सेवन इन फेम they decided that fame will be given to x number of two wheelers x number of three wheelers x number of four wheelers but they do not directly correlate with the actual sales numbers of this thing then we have to talk about pli and the minimum requirements of getting a pli which are biased in the favor of bigger players and not a smaller companies so i believe i mean i'm not unhappy i'm honestly very happy with the subsidies and the push government has but i just feel they are uh they're misaligned or they they could have been more unanimous across categories and products so that the whole ev industry would have grown and not just few categories so this restructuring i believe is something i would love to do based on data <laughs> not just favoring eva <laughs> uh but uh, i think that's a small thing but apart from that honestly i'm i'm pretty happy with the way government has been supporting uh the ev push as a whole I mean, I I think India is one of the countries where uh, this is an ex- there is an exceptional level of support from the government, mm. uh, which I don't see many other mm. geographies. So this was like nitpicking, <laughs> but still, if you ask when you ask me, I think this was all I could think of in a minute's time. That's a wonderfully lucid answer, Nilesh Bajaj. You are obviously a man with a lot of clarity and a lot of courage, uh, launching an a car, Eva, in the space that hasn't been yet addressed uh, in the electric mobility sector in India. Um, thank you for having made the time to be on our show. Good luck with your launch, and we look forward to seeing your many successes. Thank you for having me here. It was a great conversation, and always love to discuss. and uh, you know share what our journey has been so far and get your input on that so good to be here Excellent. thank you thanks i'm your host for this episode ravin mirchandani but i would not be here without the amazing energizing india podcast team onkar our podcast director and the man who makes it all happen in the end much like a big fat grand indian wedding bringing together the research data and attention to details all in the timelines to get the next episode out on time three vikram our podcast co-host and head of research and sunil who along with me is executive producer of our program the energizing india podcast is an adore digatron production giving a voice to the ev industry in india If you enjoyed listening to us today, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you are listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple iTunes or our own portal energizingindia.tv. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode.